1: We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Tomorrow night is the beginning of the new month of the Hebrew calendar. It's also considered the beginning of the new year. It's Rosh Hashanah. This is how Jewish people all over the world see it. And should this be relevant to Christians? Well, let's find out. First, let's pray. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we love you. And we thank you for this season. We thank you for this prophetic season that just excites us because we understand your faithfulness is to all. And we love you and praise you and honor you for it. And we just ask, O oh Lord, that this season would be a season of revival and salvations. Lord, I ask, Father, in the name of Yeshua, that you would pour out your Spirit in a tremendous way and that we would see hundreds and thousands of salvations. So we, And worldwide, we want to see millions. Because, Lord, that's what's going to change this world. So we love you, we praise you, and honor you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Okay, well, you know, uh, I would just mention to you that any gifts that you give us will help us stay on the radio. We'd appreciate a pledge uh, monthly or a one-time gift, and you can call Karen at 813-831-5673 or visit heartofmessiah.org. Really appreciate anything you can do for us. I'd like to invite you to uh, bring Jewish pre-believers to watch our uh, special Rosh Hashanah service, which is Monday night at 7 p.m., September 6th so it's tomorrow and Tuesday morning at 11 and you can find us on Facebook just go to uh, Shoresh David and look for Tampa and we will be there so uh, Sheresh, uh David would just be blessed to get lots of Jewish watchers or, or bring them to services even better you know Rosh Hashanah marks the beginning of the fall feasts or the holy days. However, nowhere in the Bible, you've heard me say this, it talks about Jewish holy days or holidays. Rather, the word is Moedim, and the word means appointed times. I believe these are appointments with God for all who believe in him and believe in his word, the Bible. So these words... These appointed times are are found in Leviticus 23, beginning with which holy day? Come on, you know it by now. Yes, Shabbat, the Sabbath. This is the weekly moed or appointed time that we're to have with the Lord. In other scriptures, we realize that we're to also celebrate Rosh Kodesh, which means the head of the beginning of the month. And this would be our monthly celebration. In fact, Rosh Hashanah is a double celebration because it's, celebrating Rosh Chodesh, the beginning of the month, and Rosh Hashanah, which traditionally is seen as the beginning of the year. And uh, so Monday is the first of Tishrei on the Hebrew calendar, actually meaning beginning from the Babylonian captivity. God has called us together to for these appointed times so that we will remember him and remember what he's done. And as a community... We focus on the Lord. We also can focus on what he will be doing in the future because these holy days are a rehearsal for God's plan of redemption for mankind. Yeah, you heard me. Stay with me and I'll explain it. We're also here together because God said we are to be holy, sanctified, and set apart. As we take time away from our regular schedule— to come together as God's community, we are agreeing with God's desire to be set apart. God's instructions, his appointed times, when observed, keep us humble and under authority. And so, look, the world is chaotic right now. I'm sure you'll agree with me. Because they have no authority and they are not humble. And they don't know the Lord. Bottom line, right? Rosh Hashanah is not the biblical name of this holy day. It's rather Yom Teruah, the day of the blowing of the shofar. And so how Judaism calls it Rosh Hashanah, we're going to do the same, just because that's what people are used to. Even though it's considered the Jewish New Year, we know that on God's calendar, that would be found in Exodus twelve two, which God calls the first of the month, In the spring, at the time just before Passover. So, growing up uh, as a fairly relaxed Jewish household, we were Reformed. I didn't go to services very often. However, Rosh Hashanah was one of those holy days we always celebrated. It never occurred to me that all these holy days spoke of Yeshua the Messiah. But as I grew in my faith, this understanding really became amazing to me. As I mentioned, These Moedim, or appointed times, speak of the redemptive program Yeshua fulfills by his life, death, and his resurrection, and his return or coming again. Now, the three fall feasts represent the final gathering of God's people. So you have Rosh Hashanah, which is the first day of the seventh month of the year. You are to have a a service, a holy convocation. Yom Kippur, ten days later. Uh, You're supposed to have a holy convocation and Sukkot. You're supposed to have a holy uh, convocation on the first and the eighth day. So, Rosh Hashanah is like a wake-up call. God is trying to wake us up to what he is about to do. Yom Kippur is that final uh, opportunity for the nation of Israel and the world to receive atonement. And Sukkot is the Feast of Booths, and it's it's the gathering of believers to tabernacle with the Lord when he comes again. Rosh Hashanah um, has lots of names besides Rosh Hashanah. I already told you, Yom Teruah, the day of the sounding, or, or the day of the shofar. When I think of the shofar, two scriptures come to mind. Uh, Joshua was speaking, uh, defeating Je- um, Jericho with the shofar uh, walls ca- came tumbling down, right? And Psalm 98.6, which says, With trumpets and the sound of the shofar blast, a sound before the king, Adonai. And really, that's very fitting for uh, Rosh Hashanah, is also one of the themes we'll talk about is that he is king. But other names are Yom Hazikaron, HaZik- uh, which is the day of remembrance, God will remember us, in the Book of Life, there's Yom Hadin, which is Day of Judgment. God will sovereignly judge the people. And Chag Sameach, which is Joyous Festival. We're instructed to have joy. Now, the way we greet one another at Rosh Hashanah, the easiest one is L'Shanah Tava, which means have a good year. But also, Shana Tavah Um Tukah, which is a good and sweet year, or Leshana Tova Tikatevu, which means May you be inscribed for a good year. And we, if you want to speak Yiddish, you say Good yontiv or Good Holiday. So during the ten days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, there is a time which is not really uh, seen in Scripture, but in Jewish tradition called Yom Noraim. No which is the days of awe and the days of repentance. And this is a time for serious introspection, a time to consider the sins of the previous year and repent before Yom Kippur. There's a view put forth by the rabbis in the Talmud that the day of Rosh Hashanah coincides with the sixth day of creation when humanity was created According to this view, Rosh Hashanah becomes the birthday of all peoples, and of course, one celebrates a birthday, right? Rosh Hashanah in Scripture, we see, though, is in Leviticus 23, where all the Moedim are, all the uh, appointed times. And it starts in verse 23, Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, "'Speak to Bnei Israel, the children of Israel.' saying in the seventh month, on the first day of the seventh month, you are to have a Shabbat rest, a memorial of blowing, shafarot or, or uh, the Shofars, uh, a holy convocation. You are to do no regular work, and you are to present an offering made by fire to Adonai. So that means uh, you rest on on this day, you rest. Uh, you blow the shofar, you have services, and an offering by fire, which we don't do, but I pray we will have a fire in ourselves. We will be revived, amen? So some of the themes, that I've, I've picked out five themes at Rosh Hashanah. One is Malchiot, which is the kingship of God, uh, blowing of the shofar, obviously, Yom Teruah, Believing God for a sweet new year three four recognizing our sin and repenting and five our names are written in the book of life we want to be remembered before the Lord so let's look at these in some depth first of all Malchiot kingship God is our King God is our Father we depend on Him right we trust Him as King over our lives we trust Him for King over our circumstances we trust Him. King over our family and friends, we trust him that he knows what's best for our lives. I believe trusting God's the most difficult thing we are called to do. It involves reducing dramatically our fear, our worries, our doubts. It involves focusing on God rather than our issues. That's hard. Not impossible, but it's hard. We serve him because he's king serve through our actions and deeds, through our speech, and denying ourselves, We worship him with all our heart, soul, and mind. The second theme, which I mentioned, was blowing of the shofar, Yom Truah. There are a number of reasons to blow the shofar. In Scripture, it could be a warning. It could gather to worship, call the people to war. Uh, and I believe we are in a spiritual war, so... <laughs> We really need to go to war, amen, to proclaim a holy assembly before God, to call people to repentance, to call people to prayer, to awake people from a spiritual slumber to make a covenant with God, to proclaim liberty and freedom. So those are nine reasons uh, why we can see from Scripture. We can't go over over all the Scriptures, but it it gives you an idea of why below the shofar. You know, in Matthew 24, 30, it says this, Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the heaven, and all the tribes of the land will mourn, and they'll see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, he will send out his angels with a great shofar and they will gather together his chosen from the four winds from the end of the heaven to the other, one end to the other. First Thessalonians four sixteen through 18, for the Lord himself shall come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the blast of God's shofar and the dead and Messiah will shall rise first. Then we are all uh, who are alive, who are left behind, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Some of you might say, well, that's not a Jewish custom, but we do see in Daniel 12, 1 and 2 at the time, Michael The great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people will arise. There will be a time of distress such as never occurred since the beginning of the nation until then. But at that time, your people, everyone who is found written in the book, will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. So the third concept of Rosh Hashanah is to believe for a sweet new year. And that tradition comes from Nehemiah 8 8. We see that, uh, and 8 9 about Nehemiah, the governor, and Ezra, the scribe, and the Levites. Uh, they were teaching the people and said to all the people, today is Kadosh or holy to Adonai your God. Do not mourn or weep for all the people had been weeping when they heard the words of the Torah. And in verse 10 it says, So he said to them, Go, eat, uh, eat choice foods, drink sweet drinks, and send portions of those who have nothing ready, for today is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of Adonai is your strength. You didn't know that, the joy of Adonai is your strength is a scripture connected to Rosh Hashanah, did you? Well, it is. And because of that joy, there's another tradition, and that is apples and honey. And it represents a sweet and joyful new year. As we get clean before the Lord, our hope is that he will grant us a great new year, and it will be sweet and joyful. And so we have apples and honey to represent that sweet and that joy. Number four, recognizing our sin and repenting. There's something uh, which is traditional based on scripture. It's called Tashlik, and we will do that at the end of our Rosh Hashanah service. We'll go to a, a body of water on Bay Shore, and we'll throw breadcrumbs. Hopefully you're still okay doing that. Uh, into the water, and that is to represent you getting rid of your sins. So the bread is representing your sins. And in Micah seven eighteen and 19, it says this, Who is God like you, pardoning iniquity, overlooking transgression for the remnant of his heritage? He will not retain his anger forever because he delights in mercy. He will again have compassion on us and will subdue our iniquities. You will cast all of your sins into the depths of the sea. So that's where that tradition comes from. It's also a time, Rosh Hashanah, where we begin that 10 days of awe, the 10 days of repentance. Finally, uh, the fifth theme is the book of life. We ask to be remembered before the Lord in the book of life. Again, there's part of this is tradition and part of it's scripture. Uh, We relate to God as the ultimate judge. The book of life is a tradition based on scripture. The tradition is that on Rosh Hashanah, God opens the book of life. And if the good that you have done outweighs the bad, you are written in the book of life. That is the tradition. Certainly uh, scripture does not speak about it in that way, but it does speak about the book of life. Um, we see in psalm sixty nine twenty eight through thirty add guilt to their guilt, may they not come into your righteousness, may they be wiped out of the book of life and not recorded with the righteous but i, I am afflicted and in pain. Let your salvation, O God, set me up on high and in Daniel's vision, he sees the Lord. And we read Daniel 7.10, the court was seated and the books were opened. Give us the understanding that there are more than one, it it tells us there's more than one book. And so there's a tradition from the Talmud that in the writing of the rabbis that there are three books, one for the bad, one for the righteous, and one for those yet to be determined. But of course, that is tradition. This is where uh, one of the understandings of doing good uh, brings uh, brings you salvation. This is not a uh, a biblical understanding, but it's certainly a Jewish traditional one. When you speak to them, you'll you'll hear Jewish people say, "Well, I think the good in me outweighs the bad," and tradition's important. And, and doing good works are important, but it's not what puts you in God's book of life. There's only one way to be in God's book of life. It's for us to receive salvation by accepting Yeshua into our lives. No amount of good works will help. And we see in Exodus thirty-two, thirty-three, 33, Adonai said to Moses, whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. And in Ecclesiastes 7.20, we know that all have sinned. And we see that Yeshua is the atonement for all our sin if we come to him. We see in Revelation 20.15, if anyone was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. We believe that the book of life is the set of names of those who will live with God forever in heaven because they've received Yeshua as their Messiah. Revelation 3, 5, and 6, The one who overcomes thus will be dressed in white clothes. I'll never blot his name out of the book of life and will confess his name before Father and his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Ruach, the, the Spirit of God, is saying to the Messianic communities. Finally, Yeshua says in John five twenty four. Amen, I tell you, whoever hears my words and trusts the one who, who sent me, uh, the one who has sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed over from death into life. And, you know, it's a terrifying thing, as it says in Hebrews 31, 31, to fall into the hands of a living God. We know that uh, on Rosh Hashanah, the shofar will blow, and the question is, Will the people be ready? Will will people be in the presence of the Lord? You must first accept Yeshua as your Messiah. Whether you're Jewish or not Jewish, there's only one way to the Father. And Yeshua said it himself. He's the way, the truth, and the life. So, on Rosh Hashanah, when the shofar blows, the question will be, Are you right with the Lord? Will it be blown to assemble you and other believers into his presence? So we have no idea when that last trumpet will blow, but that's why we need to get right with the Lord today. You know, next week we're going to continue about these holy days, these Moedim, and next week we'll talk about Yom Kippur. Now, I pray that if this radio program ministers to you, you'll consider a monthly pledge or giving us a gift. Call Karen at 813-831-5673, and you can go to our website, heartofmessiah.org. I, I appreciate whatever you would do in that way. And and look, you can hear my messages on Facebook Live and YouTube, or, or services are Friday night and Saturday morning. At which are on Facebook Live, and our prayer meetings are Tuesday uh, at six thirty p.m. Also on Facebook, and I would just remind you that uh, Rosh Hashanah is tomorrow night, Monday at seven a.m. uh, Seven p.m. Excuse me, seven in the evening. We will start our service, and Tuesday morning also at eleven. So that's September 7th, and both of those will be on Facebook. So please join us. Bring your Jewish friends either to Facebook or to our services. So join me, would you, as we close in prayer. Lord, I thank you for these appointments that you have made for us to be in your presence. And I ask, O Lord, that people all throughout the world will take advantage of these appointments in your word and i ask you that you would be first our first priority in our lives and that you would uh, there would be a, a tremendous growth in in our desire to have a heart like yeshua like the heart of messiah and we pray this in the name of yeshua amen
0: you are messiah yeshua mashiach Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.